Yep, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I would, so we're, we're all saying we're in after Jess. We've just been going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to. <laughs> Jar. Context. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, y'all. <laughs> This is some special ASMR sounds tonight. This is spicy jarred. <laughs> you guys listening, you have to guess what, what we're doing based on the sounds. What we're doing? What, what yeah, do we <laughs> Don't involve us in, in whatever you're doing. <laughs> you ain't French, bitch. Don't put no we in this. <laughs> And we are the full jarred tonight. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so uh, if you're thinking about charging us for Ryan's murder, think again, bitch. That's in the future, not now. Yeah, is it, <laughs> hey, what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say surprise. They didn't actually kill me, but wait, what? N no. Not yet. We haven't killed you yet. Okay. I mean, just sleep with one eye open. <laughs> do anyway, just because Fop knows what this one's gonna do. <laughs> like honestly, Ryan didn't point at anyone on my screen. You, yeah, you didn't point at anyone. Yep, Am I just no. pointing off screen on yours then? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're well, you're for... pointing at my friends list. Okay. Well, for the viewers, so you're blaming and the them listeners... all. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, if you point right? to the other side, you'd be pointing at Jess on my screen. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> so how are we all? I'm perfectly mm. splendid. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly splendid. We made it what? Two minutes. <laughs> That's my trigger. Why you we, we have to give you a hard time for being away. You deserve okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. The first time I was absent, all right, bit of a legitimate reason. Five-day migraine? I mean, I the, agree. We all agreed. But the, the second one, I was just out of the... I was out doing hot Ryan shit. You know what? That exists? Yeah, it exists. <laughs> It's very minute, and it was uh, hot. Know. Ryan, that's new to me. <laughs> Either way, I was out doing some shit that I've been meaning to do for a while. I'm I'm, I'm surprised you actually do remember that night. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> We were all talking about it when we when we met up two days later. <laughs> we were talking about it all, and it's like shit. I actually remember more than I more than I thought. You know, it was one of these nights when, on the way back, you end up finding yourself in a kebab shop. <laughs> one of those ones. I've never done that before. So <laughs> I had some major catch up in all the years I've missed it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, I'm back. You sweet hairy little man. Okay, why out the Harry? What? Why out the Harry? You've been gone. You need to catch up on these roasts. 
I've been sitting on it. <laughs> no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment. Horny bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ryan missed a hot six-pack Baphomet, daddy. I don't even know what that means. Why you got to throw an intelligent one in there? <laughs> Sorry, I'm smart and you're not. I, I keep this. telling you, you need to read more. No, I don't know. I can't. I can't. No. <laughs> I know you can't. I know you can't. No, no, listen. I can read. I can read. I'm just, I don't think I can't read. I can. Hey guys, my name's Ryan. I'm 25. I never learned how to fucking read. <laughs> That's why I make up my own words. I have the yes. best words. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking I know true. so many words. <laughs> yeah, make up my own words. And that's why Ryan 19 is a true fucking thing. Honestly. Hmm. Well, anyway, unfortunately for us, it's Ryan's turn this week. Fortunately or unfortunately? Unfortunately. Why is it unfortunately? It's like when you have like a, a class reading session and everyone's like taking turns, like going in line down the desks. And then you get to the like kid who reads really slow and bad. And you're like, fuck, can you please hurry up with this section? Okay, if you've got some criticism for me, Jess, say it off air. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read slow and fast. <laughs> I just can't read. I just can't read. But yes, it's my turn. Besides, you, you, you're semi-anticipating my one anyway. You're semi-anticipating my one anyway, so. Well, remind us all what you have there, sweet, sweet Harry Ryan. It's a lollipop. <laughs> oh, Ryan. <laughs> <clears throat> Again with the Harry, but thank you. So, Harry, ladies and gentlemen, Prince Harry. Go for it. <laughs> 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 Don't you have to stop it. <laughs> Man, that one hit. <laughs> anyway, going back a couple of weeks ago when we finished off my Moore's Murders episode, mm-hmm. um, we were potentially discussing me doing the Madeline McCann case, and I said that I would do some research into it to see what I thought. Lo and behold, Done my research a lot. Considering over the past two weeks, obviously, I've had more time to do so, so this pile just got thicker. Um, I have gone over this so many times, it's starting to just look like a lot of it is looking like gibberish. So I've gone through, I've crossed off a lot, I've highlighted a lot of stuff. For me to go through, but yes, I'm going to be doing the disappearance of Madeline McCann. Woo! Spreading across two episodes. It's not going to be just today. I'm spreading it across two. I'm splitting it. Now, the way I'm splitting it, today I'm going to be going through the timeline of the main like events and key factors and points 
from the day she disappeared to the most recent and relevant update, basically. And then my next one, I'm going to deep uh, dive deep into theories, um, more evidence on suspects that I'm going to be mentioning today. Um, yeah, conclusions, all the nitty gritty stuff. And then my final conclusion on it all, because... <clears throat> I know Jess is not happy with me on the basis that I've always thought that it was the parents had something had some involvement into it. Um, yeah, not not I, I happy. Bit, just I felt like you needed to read into it more. That's all. And now I have. So my, I I've got a lot of theories now on it. So it's a lot of reading. So. Any points if I say something that you may think is not right or not not factual, correct, do pull me up on it. So, because this is kind of still new to me. Like it was one of the it's one of the most infamous uh, unsolved UK cases. I mean, it's global for crying out loud. Um, you said it, you live near their hospital where they work, right? Correct. They are a okay. they are a Leicester family. Uh, Kate and Jeremy McCann, well, Jeremy McCann in particular, works at Glenfield Hospital, uh, which is just on the other side of Leicester, which for me to drive is about about 30 to 40 minute drive. I actually had and my vaccine jab at Glenfield Hospital as well. Well, I say that or I ask because I've recently joined a Discord server and one of the guys in there is in, is it Derby? Darby? Derby. And we were talking about the Madeline McCann thing. Mm -hmm. And he said he lives like, half an hour from where they work or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so what do you think about it? And he's yeah. like, oh, everyone here thinks the parents did it. I was like, oh, well, yeah. I guess we're ending this conversation. Spoiler <laughs> 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 uh, alert, uh, certain members of my family think uh, that, you know, the parents have, have involvement in it. Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll go into it. I'm not going to dive into too much, like, about them. Some bits that I made, you'll probably think you'll find that I've just skipped over completely because we majority of us know the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. But so I have got some quick recap points, obviously, here. So. OK, Kate and Jerry McCann and their three children arrive in Portugal for a holiday at the Ocean Club Complex in Parara da Luz. Have I pronounced that right? Praia da Luz. Thank you. In the evening that follows, the couple join other adults in dining at the resort's tapas restaurant roughly 50 metres away from where the McCann's children were sleeping. On May the 3rd, 2007, is the day that Madeleine McCann disappeared from said hotel. So at... So I've got on this day, I've got specific um, timestamps. Now, I have got some timestamps from the, from the morning itself, but I'm going to hold those until my second episode because they're going to go into some more theories and some more facts that I've got going on about it. But <clears throat> at 8.30pm on said day, Kate and Jerry leave their apartment and go to the tapas restaurant 50 metres away from where they were staying to eat with seven other uh, friends that they went on holiday with. They had a strict schedule that they all parents shared that they would go regularly to go check on uh, their children 
uh, back in the hotel rooms. So at five past nine, Jerry returned to the apartment and noticed the position of the bedroom door that they left ajar is different to how they first left it when they left for the tapas restaurant. He walks into the room and sees all three children are still sleeping soundly in the beds. Jerry heads back to the restaurant, but on his way stops for a conversation with somebody who met who he met on holiday. At 9.15, another parent from the group walks past the McCann's apartment as she goes to check on her own children. And as she does so, she sees a man carrying a child down the street. And after Madeline disappeared, he becomes the police main suspect. Six years later, however, the Metropolitan Police concluded the man that was seen was an innocent British holidaymaker carrying his daughter home. Fifteen minutes later at 9.30, a friend at the dinner table offers to check up on the McCann's children as he checks on his home and on his own kids in the apartment next door. He returns and says everything appears to be quiet and fine. And then at 10 o'clock, Kate McCann finishes eating and goes back to the apartment she notices that the children's bedroom door is quite open, but as she goes to close it, a slight breeze slams it shut. She goes into the room, realising Madeline is missing, and notices that the window, which was closed and the shutters were down, is now up, and she raises the alarm that her children, that Madeline has gone missing. So we can pretty much deduce from that intro alone that... If it was not the parents, then they were being watched because whoever did it, if not the parents, knew that they were checking in at specific yeah. time intervals. Yeah. And they are very specific times. I mean, they said obviously that they had their schedule and they they stuck to it. You know, every 15 <clears throat> to half an hour, there was a parent going past all of the bedrooms to check on the children. So, yes, they were being watched of sorts, which I'm glad you brought up because that goes into one of my theories that I've got at the end. <clears throat> the next day, May the 4th, uh, Portuguese police start their investigation. The McCanns make a impassioned appeal for information, uh, with Kate holding Madeline's favourite toy, Cuddle Cat. Jerry says, quote, Words cannot describe the anguish and despair that we are feeling as parents of our beautiful daughter Madeline. We request that anyone who may have any information relating to Madeline's disappearance, no matter how trivial, contact the Portuguese police and help us get her back safely. Please, if you have Madeline, let her come home to mummy, daddy, brother and sister. End quote. May 5th. Portuguese police reveal they believe Madeline was abductive, but is still alive and in Portugal. The week later, on May 14th, detectives take Anglo-Portuguese man Robert Morat in for questioning and make him a official suspect. Now, I looked into Robert Morat. He does come up, obviously, later on. Now, the reason he became a the first official suspect into the case is because, if my notes are correct, he became a translator Uh for the Portuguese police because he spoke fluent Portuguese and obviously English because he is, I think he grew up in Norfolk, if I if I remember reading that correctly. Um, and suspicions were raised when he was asking too many questions to the police about the case. Not only that, obviously with media pressure, public pressure, they kind of felt like they needed to kind of narrow down a suspect pretty soon to get on top of it. 
You'll probably, uh, you might mention, I don't know. Is he the one that like lived with his mom near yes. Yes. the resort? Okay. Correct. <clears throat> On May 30th, Kate and Jerry McCann meet for the Pope in Rome in the first of their series of trips around Europe and beyond to highlight the search for their daughter. I don't know why, but that kind of annoys me. I don't know if I'm speaking out of line there. I don't see it has any relevance. Like, I get it. Obviously, it's going to get the attention. But I already feel by this point it already had enough attention. But that's just, that's just my opinion on the matter anyway. Jumping ahead to August the 6th, a Portuguese newspaper reports that British sniffer dogs have found traces of blood on a wall in the McCann's holiday apartment. August the 11th, exactly 100 days after Madeline disappeared, investigating officers publicly acknowledged for the first time that Madeline could possibly be dead. September the 7th. Do, uh, during further questioning of Mr. and Mrs. McCann, detectives make them both suspects in their daughter's disappearance. And this is where I dug deep into a little bit more. So the reason they were uh, announced as official suspects is due to the blood that was found, obviously, in the holiday home and in the hire car that they had uh, on holiday. But Jess, you may be able to correct me on this one because I don't know if my notes are 100% correct on this matter, but they hired the car 24 days after she disappeared. Or was it? Or did they have it whilst they were already there? I, mm, I can look it up real quick, but I thought it was after. Yeah, the, my notes say they had it after, but to me, I don't know why, but that didn't make sense to me. But I guess obviously because they were staying, obviously staying there, they would they would need the transport. Um. Well, they probably didn't hire a car to start with because they weren't going to be well, there. Because they weren't going to be there for so long. But, no. <clears throat> mm. So it makes sense to hire it afterwards. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so their their car was obviously searched as well as part of the investigation. And during so, let me find it exactly. Uh, August the 6th. So yes, um, so yeah, it was due to the blood that was found in the holiday home and then the blood and the hair that was found by the sniffer dogs in the hire car which was 24 days, yes, it was after that they, um, 24 days after mm -hmm. Madeline disappeared, which then I have notes over on my iPad. Uh, which is weird because, I don't know, that's that's a long time to hold on to a body. Yep. To transport. Mm. Yep. 24 days, that is a, it's a bit of a while. So, uh, Portuguese police reported, reportedly suspected that Kate and Jerry accidentally, accidentally killed their daughter. It was suggested that they had given the three-year-old a sedative so that she would sleep whilst they dined with some friends at the tapas restaurant. When they returned back to the holiday home, it was alleged that they hid the body and faked Madeline's abduction. They were accused of hiding her body in the boot of their rented car and buried her weeks after the investigation started. Cops allegedly believed that this explained the sniffer dog's reactions when inside the home and vehicle. How did they hide her in a car that they didn't get until three weeks later? Yeah. Where were mm. they going to hide the body in the meantime? 
Uh, let me just make sure that's not for this and that I'm not completely missing it overall. Um, what were the time okay. intervals that they went? Was it every 15 minutes or every 30 minutes? What was it? It was kind of psyched. It was, but it was in between. Some of it was 15 minutes. Some of it was half an hour. But there was, there was a parent- No longer than 30. <clears throat> no longer than 30, no. no. Shortest interval was 10 minutes, but the longest was, was 30. Um, going off of their suspicion as well, during um, one of their first press conferences after Madeline's disappearance, Kate and Jerry McCann were asked by a German radio p- reporter if, quote, finger of suspicion, end quote, was being pointed at them. She said, quote, how do you feel about the fact that more and more people seem to be pointing the finger at you, saying the way you behave is not the way people would normally behave when their child is abducted, and they seem to imply that you might have something to do with it, end quote. Both parents immediately denied the accusations. Kate McCann replied with, quote, to be honest, I don't think that is the case at all. I think there is a very small minority of people that are criticizing us. The facts that we were dining very close to the children and we were checking on them very, very regularly. You know, we are very responsible parents and we love our children so much. I think it is very few people that are actually criticizing us. End quote. Jerry McCann said he never heard anybody considering them as suspects. There is absolutely no way Kate and I are involved in this abduction. I don't like Jerry. Just as a whole. Because I was in, there was another interview that he had, and I can't, I, I don't know if it was with this general reporter or not, or if it was in, with somebody else. But his body language. And then there's been a lot of an, uh, what what's the word? Analyzation and anyway, of his body language during this interview because the way he reacted when the certain reporter asked him outright, "Did you kill your daughter?" And his body reaction, his body language determined the opposite of what his answer was. Um, and ever since then, and I know a lot of people I've spoken to over here have all, have all pretty much quoted that and said that was their defining moment when they thought that he had some involvement into it. The way he was rambling, the way he was talking, the way he was acting, and then the way Kate was looking at him is almost as if to say out of the corner of her eye, will you stop talking? I can't remember which interview it was. I cannot remember for the life of me now. I didn't write it down. The interesting thing about how people, guilty or innocent, conduct themselves in interviews is like, it's not a wonderful indicator. It's not a foolproof indicator for sure. I mean, look at the Amanda Knox case, if you guys are familiar with that one. I mean, she was... She was found, well, they tried to find her guilty of murdering her roommate just because she acted weird. Like, you can't yeah. you can't convict someone because they no. act a certain way. No, you no, never know. I mean, none of, none of us, I don't think, have ever been in that situation where it's like, like, re- re- reporters, you know, being in yeah. front of a TV camera. Like, you don't really yeah. know how you're going to act no. in that situation until you're in it. And I, I, so, I watched a guy who... I can't remember his official job title, but he he was some sort of investigator, and he literally analysed this whole video to, for his body for his body language, and he broke it down into its bare essentials. Like when you go through TV report, sometimes you'll know the questions, the you know the crew and the people being interviewed and the reporter all know what questions are going to be asked, 
but sometimes they can throw one in off the fly. And this reported the one where she just outright asked, did you kill your daughter, was one that was just thrown off in there and everybody was caught off guard. And it's one of those ones, I mean, we've all been in that situation where we have been caught off guard with something and you don't know how to act and you don't know what to say. You sometimes mentally prepare yourself for something that might come up, but you don't know how, but you don't know how to rehearse your body language or vice versa. You can rehearse how your body's going to be, but you don't have the answer in mind. Um, if I f do find that video, I will link it. Because it, I think I, if I, I were ever in that situation, I'd probably, I would be fucked. I would be absolutely fucked. Well, you've already said many times on this show, I think it, when we did the game last time we did, you said if you were going to be out, your thing outright came came out, you'd end up start laughing or something because you can't hold it back. <laughs> I like, I mean, I, I, I giggle when I'm uncomfortable or y yeah. like either I giggle or I, I seem completely uncaring or like cold. Like I would be so fucked if I were ever in a situation <laughs> where someone I loved went missing or was murdered or something because I would just the way I react to shock is I fe yeah. I seem like a robot. Yeah, you just shut off. Yeah, just shut down completely. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting nothing from me. Yep. Did you have something to do with their disappearance? No. 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 no, no, no what? Not at all, officer. <laughs> Being led away in cuffs, handcuffs. I swear I didn't do it. I don't think my sarcasm would sit right with the press either. They'd be like, no, oh, she's a bitch. No, it wouldn't. She definitely did it. How can you be so callous? <laughs> oh, that's so disturbingly true. <clears throat> so, uh... Two days after the McCanns are announced as official suspects, on September the 9th, they fly back to England with their two-year-old twins. <coughs> Jumping forward to October the 2nd, Goncalo Amal Amaral, I think I, I hope I pronounced that right, the detective in charge of the inquiry, inquiry, is I can never in, I want to say inquire it is inquiry isn't it inquiry yeah, thank you <laughs> I hate it he is removed from the case after criticising the British police in a Portuguese newspaper interview and his name will come up a bit more further down the line Jumping ahead to 2018, March uh, March 19th, Kate and Jerry McCann accept a £550,000 liberal damages and front page apologies from Express newspapers and allegations that they were responsible for Madeleine McCann's death. This is also the same year that Portugal shelved the investigation. April 7th, Three Portuguese detectives, uh, led by Paulo Rebelio, fly to Britain to re-interview the seven friends on holiday with the McCanns when Madeline vanished. July 17th, Mr. Marat, the first official suspect, receives £600,000 in liberal damages from four newspaper groups over serious uh, defamatory articles connecting him with the child's disappearance. July 21st, the Portuguese authorities shelf the investigation and lift the suspect status on the McCanns and Mr. Marat. August 4th, 
thousands of, of pages of evidence from the Portuguese police files in their exhaustive investigation of violent disappearances are made public. Uh, October 16th of the same year, in quotes, the Tapas 7, as they're called, which are the McCann's uh, friends that are on holiday with, win a £375,000 uh, in liberal damages from Express newspapers after articles were published suggesting they had lied about Madeline's disappearance. I find that hard to believe, that theory. I don't see a way you could convince seven friends to all lie about the same thing. Especially something like that. Someone's going to cave. Someone's going to have a, a pothole somewhere. It's it's not going to hold. Thing, it's not going to hold together. The thing about that many people is that no matter what lie you have rehearsed, mm -hmm. it's it's them plus seven friends, so nine people in total. Is that right? Uh, yeah. No matter no matter what story that you have fictionalized or rehearsed mm -hmm. as a means of you know getting one over someone is going to tell some part of it differently. Yeah. Whether it's a single word or there's a phrase, something is not going to line up with what everything else or yep. everyone else is saying. Yep. There would so, be, there would be bound to be at least one inconsistency. Yeah. At least right. one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for that many people, for nine people to all have the same story down to the last detail, that's almost statistically impossible when you're talking about, lying criminal yeah. situations yeah something is there's always going to be some difference yeah if someone's lying with something as big as this there is no way no matter how long you rehearse it for it's right it's not gonna work uh 2009 on january 13th jerry mccann returns to portugal for the first time since coming back to the uk without his daughter March 24th, the McCanns launch a localised new appeal for information focused in the area in the Algarve. Have I pronounced that right? We'll find out. No someone, someone will tell me <laughs> off. Uh, where Madeline McCann disappeared. Uh, 4th of April, Jerry helps film a reconstruction of the events on the night where his daughter vanished. What I don't get is, is why did that take so long? Why was that not done sooner? Why did it take him two years to reconstruct the whole event? I don't know why. That's that that bugged me when I found it out. Uh, I understand obviously investigations take their take their time, but still. Uh, April twenty second, the McCanns fly to the U.S. to record an an interview with uh, Oprah Winfrey to mark the two year anniversary. On June 14th of 2009, dying pedophile Raymond Hewlett says he was in the Algarve when Madeleine McCann disappeared and he has an alibi, but has no plans to reveal it. Now, this source I got from That's the That's not an alibi. Mark, yeah. The only way he would reveal it was if the family paid him, in quotes, thousands of pounds. That's it. That was it. No specific amount. 
anything like that. He was literally saying, yeah, I was there. I've got an alibi, but I'm not going to tell you unless you pay me. Actually, obviously, that's it was just that's just a cash grab. Yep. So mm-hmm. it was denied. Um, obviously, he was brought in for questioning before he died. Um, but obviously, he wouldn't speak because they wouldn't pay. So they denied it. And that was that. So, yeah. Just if to- you're dying, what are you going to do with all that money? Exactly. So, yeah, cash grab. All right. Uh, not that one because it's irrelevant. Twaddle. And his alibi would be like, I'm at Mc- I was at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be solid concrete. Okay, 2010, February 18th. Kate and Jerry McCann say they are pleased and relieved at a judge's decision to uphold a ban on a book by former detective Goncalo Amara, who was the lead detective in the investigation. Five years later, he'll be ordered to pay the McCanns £428,000 in liberal damages. There's a lot of money flying around in this case. So I do have a total good, towards good, the end. Good. March. Amber, wasn't he the scum ga- sc- uh, scumbag? Sorry, Ryan. No, that's okay. Do you remember What'd the you documentary? Uh, they were talking to the, like, I think maybe it was him for the Portuguese. Pl- wasn't he like the, Ooh, the I shady do, dude? Yep. I do think you're right. It's been a while since I've seen that documentary, but I do think you're right. I think he was the one that was super eager to paint the parents as the suspect from day one. And it seemed like he was doing everything he could to prove that they did it, Mm -hmm. no matter how shady it was. Mm -hmm. So That sounds right. Fuck him. If I'm talking about the right person, if I'm not, then I'm sorry. (laughs) You are. You're you're talking about the right person. On March the 3rd. A newly released file from Portuguese police on possible sightings is called, quote, gold dust and could lead to a breakthrough, says a spokesman for the McCanns. Jumping right ahead to November the 10th, McCann's parents launch an online petition to help force a UK and Portuguese joint review of all evidence in the case. Five days later, the McCanns signed a deal to write a book about their daughter's disappearance. Four years uh, later, in uh, 2011, uh, May the 13th, the Prime Minister, David Cameron, Prime Minister at the time, David Cameron, asks London Metropolitan Police to help investigate the case. And then at the end of the year in November, Kate and Jeremy McCann appear at the Leveson Inquiry into Media Ethics. They tell how media pressure affected their family life and accuse newspaper editors of hampering the search for their missing daughter. Kate McCann says she felt, she felt violated when her diary was published without her permission. I remember that coming out. Uh, yeah, 2011. I remember that hitting the news when her diary came out. And that was the, I think, sounds really bad, but that was the first time I actually, I know they lost their daughter, but that was the first time I truly felt sorry for them when that happened because of the scandal and the shit that came out with it. Yeah. Uh, And then right at the end of the year, in December, Scotland Yard detectives spend time in Barcelona as part of their re-examination of the case. You've got a lot of people on this now. 2012. 
in March, Portuguese police in, uh, in Porto launched a review of their original investigation. And then in April, Scotland Yard says Madeleine McCann may still be alive and release an artist's impressions of what she may look like today as a nine-year-old. And we all remember that infamous photo, don't we? Uh, <laughs> July 6th, British detectives examine a claim that the little girl's body is buried near the apartment from where she vanished. It comes after a self-styled investigator sends police radar scans he claims to show a burial site. Now this guy... I didn't get his name in my notes, but he's done all of this stuff before, has given exact coordinates with previous missing persons cases, and the police have found the body or found a clue and evidence which helps then locate said missing person dead or alive. He's bit he's very good in what he does. However, he was wrong on this one. They didn't find anything. Uh, it was about six miles away from where she, they were staying. Uh, forest northeast. Nothing. No evidence was found. No body was found. Nothing. Uh, da, 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 da. 2013, uh, February the 13th, police say uh, the results of a DNA test that they did on a New Zealand girl, New Zealand girl that was mistaken for Madeleine McCann, revealed that she is not. The missing British girl. That was probably the first... I think that was the first sighting that somebody thought that they had of Madeleine McCann since her disappearance. 2013, she went missing in 2007. On May the 17th, Scotland Yard say they have, they have identified a number of people of interest that they wish to speak to. Officers believe they have found enough evidence to reopen the case again. But the Portuguese authorities are still... Resistant. <laughs> on June the fifth, sorry. Of course. Yeah. On June the fifteenth, the Home Office agrees to fund a full-scale investigation by the Metropolitan Police. And then October the fourteenth, a fresh appeal is launched in a bid to find a suspect. Detectives say is of vital importance. The two uh, new separate efits, thought to be the same man. Uh, seen on the night Madly went missing, are released by the police. And then on October 23rd, Britain's most senior police officer, Sir Barnard Hogan Howey, I think I pronounced that right, I'm hoping I did, uh, defends the way the Portuguese police dealt with the initial investigation into Madly's disappearance, saying it would have been, quote, very difficult to immediately know if they were dealing with a serious crime. The end of the day, a missing child is a serious crime. I was about to say yeah, that. What? But okay. Yeah. <sighs> Go off, Howard, but sorry, Bernard, but yeah. Any missing person's case is a serious crime, let alone a child. Yeah. Uh, the next day, on October the 24th, detectives in Portugal reopen their investigation into Madeleine McCann's disappearance after an internal review uncovers new lines of inquiry. 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 I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> uh, and witnesses who were never questioned during the initial Portuguese investigation. 2014. There is a lot here. <laughs> On the 13th of January, British police investigate three burglars who were in the area where Madeline disappeared. 
and whose phones were apparently, quote, red hot after she went missing. A letter is sent to Portuguese, Portuguese police asking for help to track them down. Sky News crime correspondent Martin Brunt said mobile phone records show the men made numerous phone calls to each other in the hours and minutes after Madeleine McCann vanished whilst on their family holiday. He said, Scotland Yard detectives, among many other things they did, part of their new review of Portuguese case, have examined mobile phone traffic and what's emerged is that there was an extensive use of mobile phones by the three individuals in the minutes and hours after Madeleine disappeared. They were suspected of burgling one or more apartments in the block where Madeline and her family were staying in the days before her disappearance. Madeline went missing within minutes, and within minutes, the phones of these suspects were red hot. They were talking to each other an awful lot. However, this was all later dropped. Yeah, that always bugged me as well. Mm. 2015. On October the 28th, the number of police officers devoted to the investigation was reduced from 29 to just 4. 2016, April 3rd, uh, then Home Secretary Theresa May grants Scotland Yard £95,000 in extra funding to continue the search for Madeleine McCann. 2017, January the 31st, Kate and... No, I'm getting back to that one. No, save that one, Ryan. Save that one. March the 12th. So forget January, March the 12th. The Home Office give police an extra £85,000 to extend the search for Madeleine McCann, now known as Operation Grange, for a further six months. This takes the grand total into the investigation beyond £11 million. Oh, shit. April 24th, the McCanns say they are, in quotes, bracing themselves for the 10th anniversary of their daughter's disappearance and describe it as a horrible marker of stolen time. On the official website for their appeal, they write, it's likely to be stressful and painful, and more so given the rehashing and old stories, misinformation, half-truths, and downright lies which will be doing the rounds in the newspapers, social media, and special editions of TV programmes. April 22nd, as the only four official suspects investigated by Metropolitan Police are ruled out of the investigation, Assistant Commissioner Mark Rowley says they are pursuing a significant line of inquiry. Inquiry. Uh, 2018 uh, in November (coughs) funding for a further six months into the investigation is pumped into into the disappearance of Mandan Rakan of which is approved by the Home Office jumping right ahead to 2019 in March that's when the eight part Netflix series is released about Mandan's disappearance now I haven't watched this yet I will be watching this before my second part because I literally just stuck to articles, news reports, fact sites, just everything first, just my first one. But I will be watching the documentary, providing it's still on Netflix. 
before my. Uh, I, I think it is. I think it is. I, an, think, I think it's a Netflix documentary. So it is. Yeah, but sometimes they do like limited they series. Do. Either way, I will find it and I'll be watching it before my second part. Jess, you've already seen it, haven't you? Yeah, that's what me and her were talking about. Yes, yes, sorry. Uh, June the 5th, the Home Office says they will continue to forward Operation Grange, the Met Police investigations into Madeleine McCann's disappearing until March 2020. Speaking of 2020, let's roll into it. This is when a prime suspect emerges. June the 3rd. It is revealed that a German paedophile in prison has been identified as a key suspect into Madeline's disappearance. A spokesman for Kate and Jeremy McCann say it is the most significant development in 13 years. The suspect is linked to an early 1980s VW campervan which was pictured in the Algarve area in 2007. Scotland Yard says he was driving the vehicle in the area Days before Madeline disappeared. The 43-year-old suspect is serving a prison sentence for sex crime and has two previous convictions for sexual contact with girls. On June the 4th, German prosecutors say that they believe Madeline is now dead and police are treating her, her disappearance as a murder investigation. It emerges that the prime suspect, who is named as German drifter, Christian B. Allegedly confessed to his part of Madeline's disappearance to a man in a bar. They were sitting in a German bar when a news report about Madeline's disappearance came on the TV. Christian B. allegedly said something to suggest he was responsible for her going missing. Later, he showed his companion a video of him raping an elderly woman, an American tourist, in Portugal in 2005. Ugh. Why would you do that? To anybody, why, let alone do it, but then why would you show somebody a video of you doing it? Just... Anyway, that prompted the informant to then call the German police to alert them to the suspect around the time of the 10th anniversary of Madeleine's disappearance. He was already in jail in Germany and being investigated for alleged child sex abuse crimes. Christian B was convicted in 2019 of the rape in Algarve and jailed for seven years. German police say that the suspect has previous convictions for child sex abuse. Uh, June the 10th, it emerges that Christian B has now been moved into a single jail cell for his own protection at a prison in... <clears throat> Let's hope my German's on point. Schleswig uh, Holstein. Germany's most northern state. Oh. <laughs> And that's that. That's it from my Yeah, my maiden name is German, but I couldn't help you there. Sorry, friend. That's fine. If anybody who can speak German, if that was anywhere near on point, I deserve fucking brownie points for that one, honestly. Or well, that and inquiry. 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 I have a couple of things I do want to mention I've been holding back. but uh, So in terms of that detective, the Portuguese detective, yes. um, I, I just want to say that he gave me really weird vibes on the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, very shady, very – and, you know, when when you have it set in your mind that someone did something without, you know, there really being – 
proof from the beginning that yeah. they did it, you will go out of your way. You have kind of a tunnel vision, you know, like you're going to find whatever you can to make it like make it fit. Yeah. Make it fit whatever your narrative yeah. or whatever your belief is. So that's what I think happened with him. And I think that that's very dirty and crooked police work. Mm-hmm. Um, but bypassing the absolutely abysmal crime rate in Pride de Luge, first off, um, and the shoddy police work, this case also has something very, very obvious, I feel like, in common with Jean Monnet's murder. Um, aside from it being a young blonde white child uh amber you look like you know what i'm getting at here do you know what i'm gonna say go ahead the crime scene was not secured (sighs) that is gonna be horrible in editing ryan i'm sorry but (laughs) (laughs) it didn't even it it didn't didn't even i heard it in my house i didn't hear it on my i didn't hear it on my (laughs) which means it's really loud when i ain't editing yeah sorry (laughs) yeah but yeah that crime scene not secured they had the mccann's and what their seven friends trampling all through that apartment and they just they just let it happen yeah i mean you've got contamination of whatever evidence is there um things i mean you just don't know what's evidence and what's not. If yeah. someone walks into that apartment with, you know, dirty shoes on and it's just one of the friends, how do you know if you're a cop, if that footprint came from the friend, friend or if it came or... from yeah. the kidnapper? Yeah. And, and and very much like, you know, my case, you know, there, there are people that get tunnel visioned on one certain theory. I know that I tend to be prone to be tunneled vision on a certain theory, but I also know that there are other theories that where it could go, you know, this way, that way and backwards. So yeah, those are, I don't know. I don't know that we will ever figure out in our lifetimes what's going on with the Madeline McCann case or John Binet. I hopefully feeling a lot more hopeful for Madeline McCann because you know, she went missing at a very, very different time. Yeah. With, but I feel like I missed a note somewhere. I, I remember reading it earlier before we started, and I just suddenly realized I was like, I didn't actually remember saying those words. I'm just trying to find it. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst ourselves. Are we doing that right? Look, Sure, I got the classroom. Yeah, I got to yeah. pee real bad, <laughs> yeah. but I can't move. Well, you're not going to want to pee because if we're talking amongst ourselves, then I do have a laundry update, Amber. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a laundry update, but it just came through. Uh, I got notified on Twitter. There's breaking news out of Watauga County near Boone, North Carolina, that a body has been found near a popular overlook along the Blue Ridge Parkway. Sheriff deputies are confirming a male was discovered dead near the Thunder Hill Overlook near Blowing Rock. Now, if you guys are listening to this and you've been following this Brian Laundry bullshit like I have, you'll know that in the last week or two, there have been dozens of sightings of Brian Laundry in Boone, North Carolina, which is yeah. where this is happening right now. 
And usually these reporters are quick. This is a tweet from a reporter. They're usually quick to say not related to Brian Laundry because as soon as people see this kind of shit right now, they're like, oh my God, is it Brian Laundry? But this person, this reporter has not yet tweeted that it is not Brian Laundry related. And this came through 30 minutes ago. I don't need that man to ruin blowing rock for me. I hope it's not him. I will, other... I will shit a brick if it's him. Okay, I swear to God, I highlighted it. Well, I mean, you can always come back to it in your second episode if I mean, you feel so inclined. I mean, yeah, it was just, it was a... I mean, to be fair, it, it was going to almost segue into my theories for part two. But I'm just annoyed because I wanted to make a specific point about it. Fuck. We should, should have used a different color highlighter. I should. Rather than the same color that the ink's printed on. Anyway. Yes. Um... Yeah. Well, I think you've I think you I think you've done a stellar job so far. I'm yes. very excited for your part two. So am I. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> 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 no, uh, thank you. No, I just I like I said. Now that I have educated myself on key facts and key points, I mean a lot of I mean there's a lot of notes in here, but a lot of them I have literally just like whacked across next to it because it is what I would call irrelevant twaddle. Like they're just some facts that if people were doing their own research into this would find like interesting or important like okay I, don't, I can't find it now but yeah there were some bits in there that just weren't weren't relevant into specifically what i'm looking for but now i feel we're much more educated about it enough to start having a different outlook and a different theory on now nah, the parents did it i'm now well, branching more towards that is the only thing that we ever asked was that you do your own research and come to your own conclusion. Yes, yes. I, don't, for one, am very proud of you. Don't be shaped by um, public hysteria, the media, the news. Don't be, yeah. Come to your own conclusions, people. Uh, speaking of which, though, my resources. Fuck me. Um, Sky News was my number one. Um, uh, resource. Other than that, I had the Mail Online, um, the Express, a lot of main tabloids. Uh, I also had. Where's my history? Where's my history? Where's my history? Uh, 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 Heart.co.uk, Madame McCann disappearance. Um, on this day. Um, the Sun, BBC News, and nowtolove.com. That was some, some of my theories. And then other than that, it was literally just searching certain quotes, like the Tapas 7, certain key suspects that led me to other articles as well. Good job, sir. I think you've done a stellar job. For once. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I had to correct you much less than I had to correct Amber, so. Yeah. Hey, I could, oh, I can feel good about that. 
<laughs> Don't worry. It's the only time it'll happen. I know. That's why I'm going to feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it fucking worth my one while. One of those... One of those very rare moments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else, you correct me on with my fucking pronunciation. Enquiry. I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to try it again. Enquiry. Enquiry. Well, if you want an inquiry on how to find us, <laughs> we have a whole ass website, jarredpodcast.com. Should link you to all of our socials, such as Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. Oh, yeah. Going off that, obviously, editing last week's episode. Obviously, because I wasn't here editing it, and you guys were oh. at the end. You guys were saying, "Wait, is it jarredpodcast.com? Ryan's gonna kill me." <laughs> <laughs> I sat here listening, to it and I was nodding along, going, "Yep, it's right. Don't have to kill you. I wouldn't even try it anyway." But yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, who is it next week? Me, my last one. My last one. Yeah, she's doing her second part of her Casey Anthony, That's and right. we can't wait. Yes, yes. I'm going to have to listen back to the first one to remember it, because it feels like that was ages ago now. God, we're in the last... I can't, I can't forget Casey Anthony. We're in the last quarter. That bitch is really just out here living her life right now. She's like, no one's even looking at me anymore. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just going to go laundry. out now. <laughs> just going to go live my life at a bar. <laughs> oh, that kind of that's kind of a spoiler alert for the guys. Sorry. I'd already seen the TikTok anyway. <laughs> I think I sent the TikTok before I started my story or after I started my story though, so it was a bit of a spoiler alert in either way. Oh, well. Let's see if I was actually paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe she went to prison and now she's out. Ooh. Or maybe she didn't go at all. Ooh. You don't know that. Unsolved. Which is it? <laughs> okay. I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and close this out. Yeah. I think I'm going to throw up. Um. So. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. You're just throwing that in there. You had a lot of sugar. What did you do through? Three lollipops? Um. I'm off this tweet right now. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Her nerves are probably shot a right. little. Right. I think I'm, I'm literally shaking right now, so I gotta go. Okay, guys. Amber already closed us out with our links and stuff. So yes, uh, thank you for listening, guys. See you next guys. time, bitches. Yep. Bye. 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 Bye.